this year marks the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing. The year the astronauts Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Mike Collins threw, flew 239,000 miles through space. Three days of flying through space and then they went into orbit around the moon, detached, flew down to the moon, got out, walked around, and did it all again in reverse. They made it miraculously back to Earth safely. Even now, 50 years later, it is astonishing to think of what they did, right? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. A new film entitled simply Apollo 11 came out recently. Has anybody seen this? Oh man, do yourself a favor. It is absolutely astonishing. Uh, it is comprised of 70 millimeter archival footage, footage that NASA took at that time. And uh, all this footage is, was thus far unseen by the public. But it is, it is just absolutely stunning. Yeah, even just the moment of ignition of the rockets, they slow it down a bit, I think. Uh, and and it, just watching the ignition is amazing. But then to, to watch it all, unfold and they've pieced it together so, so well uh, using all the audio from, from the, the journey. It is, it is amazing uh, and the film is also a capsule, a time capsule of uh, late 60s America. There are lots of beehive hairdos and lots of those like pointy glasses, you know, the cat eye lens glasses is pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, the trailer for this film has a powerful tagline. It reads, Witness the last time we were one. The last time we were one. One as Americans without political division, but more importantly, all of humanity was one. All of humanity. Despite the Cold War motivations, despite the absurd nationalism of the mission and the patriotism of the logos involved, take a second and look at the Apollo 11 logos, it's pretty comical. Uh, but Apollo 11 was an accomplishment that brought all of humanity together as one. It was and is an achievement that elevates us and unifies us. For a moment, humanity watched and listened together and remembered our place on a fragile planet amidst an integrated, ever-expanding universe.
It is that sort of unity to which Jesus calls us today so that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. A few weeks ago, we talked about how Jesus' metaphor, the father and I are one, is similar to the unity of mother and child in utero. Mother and baby are one. Diana brought this out, articulated how this analogy makes it easier to understand the doctrine of the Trinity, right? Mother and child are independent, as, but also one, and the Spirit continues to unite them throughout their lives. It is in that unity that we understand something greater, something beyond the sum of the parts, something glorious. The book of John, the Gospel of John, is divided into two primary components. The book of signs and the book of glory. The book of signs is the first 12 chapters. It contains Jesus' ministry and acts uh, that point to and hint at who Jesus is and who God is. Biblical scholar Caroline Lewis defines the term glory in John's gospel as the revelation of God with us. Appropriately, the book of glory reveals God with us by stepping even deeper into the language of metaphor and allegory we see in the rest of the gospel to describe the divine, mystical unity and its relationship to the cross. It details a glory that expanses the universe but is as vulnerable as a human being at the point of death. Not just any death, but a shameful public execution. In this way, the book of glory reveals a key component to glory. Vulnerability. You've probably seen images of Apollo 11's lunar module, the LEM, as they called it. This one was so famously called the eagle, as in the eagle has landed, right? Still with me? Everybody there? Good. Because of design requirements, including fuel weight, the lunar module had very, very thin walls. The metal of the walls was two one-thousandths of an inch thick. There was only two one-thousandths of an inch of metal between the astronauts and vacuum. (laughs) Buzz Aldrin wrote in his memoirs that he could have put a hole in the walls with his pen. That It's the vehicle that made it possible for humanity to go to the moon. That is the vehicle of glory. Great glory comes hand in hand with vulnerability and fragility. It is, as the Apostle Paul writes, power made perfect in weakness. These days, vulnerability has 
become one of those catchy terms alongside mindfulness and the life-changing magic of tidying up, right? We hear about vulnerability a good, good amount in the greater public. A lot of that is, is thanks to vulnerability queen Brene Brown, who has sold millions of books and uh, has had multiple viral TED Talks based on her research on the power of vulnerability and its relationship to shame and isolation. In full candor, I may or may not have been in a band that opened up for Brene Brown twice in L.A. So I, I, I do like Brene Brown. Recently, Brene Brown has shifted the focus of isolate, uh, shifted the focus of her research from the isolation of interpersonal and individual isolation to the societal. She's studying the ways in which our corrosive political divisions are rooted in isolation and loneliness. In her latest book, Braving the Wilderness, Brene cites studies on the health effects of loneliness. She notes that living with air pollution increases your odds of dying early by 5%. Living with obesity increases your odds of dying early by 20%. Excessive drinking, 30%. Living with loneliness increases your odds of dying early by 45%. 45%. Brene says, the shame of our isolation or loneliness works like the zoom lens on a camera. When we're feeling shame, the camera is zoomed in tight and all we see is our flawed selves alone and struggling. When the camera zooms in on others, our judgment can be similarly blinding. But this is the exact, exact opposite of that Apollo 11 moment, right? when the camera of our awareness shifted out to include the entire universe in one glimpse, the unity of all that is and was and is to come. That grand vision was an affirmation of continuity, of what came before and after. Throughout the biblical narratives, there is that similar priority of unity. We know this in the Hebrew Bible, right? We hear from the most important verse, the Shema, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. The Lord your God is one. Similarly, we get it in Paul, right? We are one body with many parts. There's this call to unity throughout the biblical Narrative In the cross, in the humanity of Jesus, in moments of humanity at its best, we learn that unity is born of shared vulnerability. As Brene Brown puts it, staying vulnerable is a risk we have to take if we want to experience connection. Okay. Okay. But what is vulnerability? <laughs> Here are some examples that Brene lists. Asking for help. Calling a friend whose child 
has passed away. Going on your first date after your divorce. Getting fired, falling in love, admitting that I am afraid or lonely. Here in IV on June 2nd, 2019, it's the end of the academic year. Some of you are graduating, some of you are moving on, some of you are finding a new place in the world, and you take what you've learned here and apply it, you use it, you pass it on, and therein lies the continuity, the unity of education, right? But more importantly, we, at this time, have the vulnerability that comes with transition. Transition. The rare moment in which we realize that we are not impermeable, not isolated, but separated by a thin sheet of understanding from the ever-expanding universe, the ever-expanding unity of all reality. It is in that wide-angle view that we understand that we are one with the undocumented students. We are one with our sisters shouting, me too. We are one with the people suffering from floods in Arkansas and Missouri. One with our Trump-supporting cousins. One with the babies born this hour in Venezuela. Sri Lanka, Namibia, Tibet, one with the air that fills our lungs and pumps through our blood and brings ourselves to life. Those little cells working so hard. We are one with the planet, one with the species vanishing, one with the profits and the losses and the indifference that drives it all. 2,000 years and counting on from the moment Jesus prayed this prayer, we are one just as they are one, just as they were one, just as we all will be one from time and in time and through all time and space. <clears throat> to the glory of God Eternal, I say, Amen.